Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, people. Good morning, my beautiful, beautiful people of the world. Um, this is Soul, and on today's episode, we are going to be going over monolithic thinking and why y'all should really stop that shit. Um, first, you already know the deal. I want to thank my beautiful, wonderful wife for everything that she is. She makes me everything that I am. And on today's episode, I guess we should get right into it. So, monolithic thinking for me seems outdated. And it, it really puts, it, it, I mean, besides quite literally putting a group of people in a box, it puts you yourself in a, in a outdated and closed-minded way of thinking. I had an argument, not an argument, more a conversation with a friend today. It was about a post, and it, it might trigger a couple of people. I don't care. And it said that um, when you and your friend, when you're hyping up your friend, saying he's a great man, I've never seen him act like this with anyone, but he's really cheating. And the picture, the meme had two black men on it. So I write and reply and say, I don't know what that's like. Black men don't cheat. Oh, oh, you should have seen it. I mean, the amount of anger and rage and hatred that came to my DMs, spiraling down on a angry confusion of disappointment and ignorance in our community from our black women. Not, I, I maybe because I am also am closed-minded myself, but I don't have that many uh, multiracial friends, and I'm open for it. There's just you don't meet a lot of them where I'm at, in the places that I'm at, and so that speaks a lot about me myself. Maybe I do need to hang around some other places. But nevertheless, the main point of the conversation was that black men do cheat and I defend us. We're loyal. Black men are kind. Black men are some of the most loving men on the planet. No, my ex cheated. My ex did this. He was black. And I'm just like, so you're saying black men are cheaters? And she said, yes. Well, your father, did he cheat on your mother? Did your cousin cheat on his girlfriend? Does, will your son cheat? Or is your son not one of the most loving and caring and loyal person? You know, you're, you're black, you're, your brothers are black, your cousins are black, and all the men from your family line are black. How could you not defend them? Even on a funny post, how could you not defend them? Because we all know funny posts can have a real life effect. All right, we all know the Capitol showed us all it takes is a few people to go on the internet and show their true colors. And then more people come around and they say, you know what? There's some truth into that, fuck this. And then they go and they march their way down to your doorstep quite literally. And now there's a problem. There's a bigger issue than just the meme because now there's the issue of others wanting to do harm to you. And so I question this and I say, you know, there's no way that black men can be that awful. Now, I love to use this analogy because there's really no way to defend it, defend against it. When a person touches a child, we call them a pedophile. We don't call them a black pedophile. We don't call them a white pedophile. We don't say white men do this, white men do that. You use your own monarch title and you go off into a subcategory of awfulness. 
Doing amazing. How about you? Oh, yeah. And so I think that really speaks levels on the problems that we're facing when it comes to the defending of black men from our women. And it's not all of them. There are a, a more black women that love us, that hate us. But what we see in the news and what we see in the industry and what we see all over in pop culture reference is that black women somehow, for some reason, hate black men. And that is because all black men are awful. And I want to change the narrative. I want to show the kind and loving parts of black men because it's far too much that we get hunted in the street by the police. We get hunted in our apartment complexes by our neighbors. We get hunted out when we are successful and we're showing off our luxurious lifestyle. Someone comes and they want to take that away from us all too many times. Too many times have I seen this. <laughs> and that's why I took it upon myself to speak up for myself and for others in the same subcategory as black man, black men, because I don't consider myself the best man. I consider myself a black man, and that comes with the title of being loving, kind, caring. I know how to cook, you know, and that's not because I'm black. I know how to do a lot of amazing things. And if I go out and I cheat on my girl, that's not because I'm black. Once again, the moment you cheat on your girl or your man, I don't care what you really are into. As long as everybody's of age, do whatever fuck you want. Go fucking diapers for all I care. As, so you go and you cheat on your girl or your man. You are no longer a scandalous, awful black man. You have lost your title as black man. You're still black and you're still a man. But you've lost the monolithic title of black man and you have now become the subcategory cheater. It don't matter what race you are. All people fall under their race and then their race all falls under certain categories. That's how I see it. Um, you're a cheater. And that's where the reference to the pedophile comes from. And I'm not saying cheaters are pedophiles in no fucking way. What I'm saying is that once you commit, you are now subcategorized into that act as a noun instead of a verb because it's no longer an action now it's something that represents you if you go and you hit your wife you are now a wife beater if you go and you fuck the football team you are now a whore and this is something called accountability owning up to your actions and that is how you remove that marker from you yeah I did that but I'm a changed person versus you going and you denying all allegations and all evidence and all photographic proof of what you did that's far worse and i think men us as black men can really grow and improve ourselves if we admit to our faults and acknowledge the deception that we've been given inside of the media inside of the news and in all of the news articles where we see black man does this um there was a, a recent category not a recent category a recent accident and it was awful it's terrible Florida black man goes and he, I think, I believe he burnt his apartment, put a shotgun in his wife's head and killed her, killed his daughter and attempted to stab his son and he failed to do so and his son showed up in court. And that right there painted black men so awful and so evil. How could a person do this? And him as an example 
and a representative of our community put us in a monolithic, disproportionalized standpoint. Because now they see us as evil, they see us as vicious, they see us as mercenaries, they see us as killers. And know the moment you commit that act, you then become that. You become a killer. You become a mercenary. You become the evil that you put out into the world. And I believe you become the good that you, come, that you bring to life as well. And that goes for any person. And I don't know why we're so targeted on social media and in news media, but we are. And I'd like to change that narrative immediately. And there's some good stereotypes. Asians are great at math. And it only affects, you know, it really hurts them when they're not everything that they're meant to be. All stereotypes hurt, but they don't all hurt the same. You have white people, and <laughs> there's a few stereotypes, like they smell like dog, or that they have a golden spoon in their mouth. Those are two completely opposite ends of the stereotype spectrum. And I'm black. I grew up in Atlanta. There's some white people here who you would never, if you just heard them talk, you would never be able to tell the difference. From just the dialect of the African-American culture, from growing up in certain places. So I think it's more so about being comfortable, or about people that look like you. And then using the experience that you've gotten from the people that look like you, you are now traumatized and you go and you paint an image of that person of that certain race instead of saying you know what maybe it was just him maybe he was off no 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 all black people are this all white people are that all mexicans are this and that's ignorant you shouldn't do that Hell, nobody should be doing that shit it's real ignorance and i like to spread a message of peace love and prosperity but a lot of people don't see that a lot of people are blinded by rage and hatred and they need to heal and i was having a conversation with my brother earlier Unfortunately, my grandma had passed, and my brother, he, and I hate airing out my dirty laundry, but, you know, this is something I also need to get off my chest. My brother, he was upset at me for not comforting my dad, my own father. And a little bit that you don't know, um, you listeners out there don't know, is that my dad was probably uh, one of the world's worst human beings possible. He was like that Tyler Perry villain type father. He would turn off utilities for us not eating our vegetables. He's pointed guns at us for wanting wanting to go to football camp so it's stuff like that where it's like and i was little i was like maybe eight or nine or, or even five probably younger than that or he would hit on my mom rest in peace miss jackson and he would, he would do all sorts of evil malicious things and i'm not upset at him i'm not mad at him i don't have this hatred to go out and hurt him i just want him to be happy far away from me and i told my brother hey man i think he he doesn't need to get right with me and he doesn't need me to comfort him right now he needs you the people who have been in his life and the people that are going to stay in his life and he's in his 60s now he doesn't need to get right with me he needs to get right with God I honestly believe that and my brother goes on this big temper tantrum about how oh I ain't ish and I ain't never loved my grandma Miss Dan the third, rest in peace, Grandma, Miss Ruby. And I never understand where he comes from. And this is my older brother. I'm the youngest of three siblings, and I've always had beef. My siblings have always had something that I do, and they've always had a problem with the things that I do. 
I've never once came at them. And this, the things I do don't affect them. And then I've never once came at them sideways. I, I still don't understand it. To this day, I never get it. So there's a lot of healing that we have to do. Um, a lot of us men really have to go and, and, and just figure out what works for us. Me, I work out. That's my form of therapy. And it's not so much, oh, I don't like talking to people. I just, I went to therapy for about a year and a half. I love Dr. Robbie. She was amazing. She was with a company called Chris 180. And we talked out some things. I went over the death of my mother. And it was just, it was ridiculous how it wasn't working. And she gave me a suggestion. Try going for a walk. And I went for a walk. And then a walk turned into a, a jog. And then the jog turned into a run. And running turned to me running to the, to the gym. And yeah, I lost a couple of pounds. And I feel better about myself. And it wasn't for no one but me. And so I think the first step to healing comes from doing things for yourself. Self-love. And a lot of people, they misrepresent what that means. They don't know that self-love self isn't you buying nice things. And I will say, you know, you look nice, you feel nice. Get a nice haircut, maybe buy you a suit, or buy you a jumper, or something that you like, or a car, or some good food. And when you look nice, you feel nice, but you shouldn't go out of your way to put yourself into debt to feel nice. Do something within your means. And that means having a long, hard conversation to yourself. What do I want to do? What haven't I been able to do? And what can I do? And once you get an answer for two of those three things, the third one will automatically appear. And you will then have the answer to what you need to do. And for me, I just needed to get myself together. I was so, I was, I was a mama's boy and I didn't have my own life. And my own life consists of so many things, so many different things. I have passions and hobbies and interests I keep forgetting that I'm into. I didn't know I knew how to play um, golf. I didn't know I knew how to play tennis. I didn't know, and you know, and I don't know if you all know this, but in our community, a lot of these sports aren't taught in high school. And I learned this stuff from my parents. And as awful as a man as my father was, um, he was a, a good person, terrible dad, terrible, awful, awful, um, awful father, fun person, honestly. Um, and so, yeah, there's just so many talents that I knew that I, or that I didn't know that I had. And once I started exploring myself and I realized who I was becoming wasn't anyone that I've ever been. And you either like who you're becoming or you change who you're becoming. Either way, if you don't grow, and Lauren Hill said this, and I'm probably going to butcher her whole statement, and she had so much power and energy and emotion when she said this. If, you're, if it's not growing, it is dying. If it is not growing, it is dying. So, I'll leave you all at that. Um, today's segment is not sponsored but we are open to sponsoring um to getting sponsors and we would love to get one um flaming hot cheetos hit me up so yeah love you all um it, whether i change one person's mind or whether i change the world my job is simply to speak you've been speaking with soul thank you all so much have an amazing wonderful day